Adventures Cast, a podcast meant to inform you on the most exciting destinations and activities there are out there. I'm your host, Eden Kidu, and I'm joined by your co-hosts, Ellie LaChapelle, aka Lil Church. Hey there, fellas. And Usama Majeldi, freelance photographer. Hello, everyone. On today's show, we shall discuss about a tropical destination that unfortunately is not accessible to everyone. If you're an American, for example, you most likely cannot go there. And that is due to a huge rivalry between the US and the specific nation that we'll talk about on this episode. The biggest country of the Caribbeans and the first ever colony of the New World was founded by Christopher Columbus in 1492. At the time, Hispaniola, as it was called, was inhabited by various aboriginal nations. But like most colonies, it was soon after heavily populated by the Europeans. Cuba is one of the last communist countries in the world, therefore making it a very interesting place. Its people are always friendly towards tourists. Its beaches are beautiful and the weather is splendid. So, guys, have you ever been to Cuba on vacations? Have you ever, like, been there for a trip or something? Yes, um, I've actually, I actually have. Um, I've been in Cuba a good amount of times before, um, about 10 times, since my parents really love traveling. And uh, ever since I was born, like they always brought me with them on these trips. Nice. Um, every time we were around like either the city of Olguin or Varadero, mm-hmm. uh, which Varadero is in the northern side of Cuba and Olguin is more in the south, right? Yeah. If I'm okay, correct. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I never went to the country's capital, Havana, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time we wouldn't like explore much, we would like go there and it would be to stay in a beach resort. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what um, most people do, right? Most Canadians. Yeah. It's just to, for the audience that are not Canadian. For example, uh, Cuba is mostly visited by Canadian tourists. And it's actually their fir- the first part of their economy is based on tourism. And most of the tourists are Canadians because it's very cold here in our country. And we escape the the winter's weather to go there. And like Eli said, Varadero and Holguin are two of the most popular places. I've been there too, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, actually the pros of this country, like you said, are probably the warm temperature all year long as Quebec summer temperatures equal those of Cuba's winter. Mm-hmm. Um, the beaches are usually very nice there too. Um, it's yeah. a really good place for tourists to visit. And actually, uh, yeah. last time I went there, it was like, uh, maybe like three months ago and on the way back on the bus, on the bus to the airport to, to come back to Quebec, um, there, the guide actually told us that in the summer it's really a bad idea to go there because it's like 40 degrees celsius mm-hmm. with like humidity and all that yeah and uh, they can't even grow some type of fruits or vegetables because of like the lingering heat oh really so yeah wow so re- like our summer is legit their winter i see but like yeah i and... mean i mean what you mean in the sense that it's extreme weather right yeah Mm-hmm. Except, like their summer is uncomparable to anything we've experienced here. Like it's an ongoing, um, well, how do you say a canicule? No. Heat wave. Heat wave. Heat wave. Yeah. It's an ongoing heat wave like throughout the summer, pretty much See. because it's so hot all the time. Um, well, I, I haven't visited Cuba myself, but 
uh, I do understand what you mean by like super hot weather because I come from a country where it's super hot, but not as humid. So I yeah, guess it's pretty harsh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's yeah. uh, the point I was going to bring up. Um, that Cuba is a very humid country because it's in it's in the middle of uh, the Caribbean Sea, so it's it was submerged by water, like it's in the middle of water. So it's so so humid. That's one thing I I witnessed there. It's crazy how humid it is. It it feels like a a weight on your shoulder, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, as Like you really need to have water to drink or like on my last vacation on the second day I had each stroke uh, oh, really? and it was, it, it really wasn't fun because I like, I drank too much alcohol and not enough water. And that's a mm-hmm. uh, super, that's dehydrated. really, that, that's a big killer really. Yeah. yeah um, so on the opposite, um, the cons of this country are probably the poverty all around it. Um, mm-hmm. Citizens do not have much to their name since the communist government possesses pretty much everything in the country. In the country, um, people actually don't do not make a lot of money. Um, it's just a very sad situation to witness. People like when you go do visits there for vacation holidays, uh, they usually understand because we leave like kind of a lot of tip to um, like room service and uh, waiters things like that so we try to help as much as we can um so again like since the uh, like the government owns everything and it's very like regulated uh, most people will leave if there ever is an opportunity to that's what the guy the, the guide in the bus told me told yeah. us actually but it's actually and... almost impossible for them to leave nobody yeah, exactly. leaves exactly the the only the government... way you can leave is if you marry someone else from uh, outside so country, exactly yeah. exactly the government does not even let them leave for recreational reasons no like it's got to be a good reason like either you marry someone or it's a, a business meeting outside mm. the country or even there even then like i don't understand it when you're from cuba when you're from cuba actually you don't really have business meetings because there are not like any um ceo positions i guess mm. that are awarded to cuban citizens so yeah that's uh i'd say that's the main problems with the country but it's a great country to visit uh, nonetheless yeah sure uh, i'll go right ahead uh, yeah i haven't visited cuba and uh, personally i don't have any issue with like authoritarian authoritarian re- regimes like communism and stuff but uh that's something that i would like you guys to add some stuff upon is the two currencies that are in cuba i think oh, you've yes. witnessed it mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah could we you did. talk about it i don't know enough so i will uh, like, yeah so in cuba basically there is uh it's the cuban pesos if i'm right is, is that it uh, Eli? uh yeah cuban pesos and i think convertible pesos yeah like, that's it so you've got that it Uh, yeah, so Cuban pesos is not um, usable by the tourists. You can never have that money in your hands. Actually, you're not allowed to have it, so they don't use it with you. Um, the the one you're gonna have is convertible pesos, and convertible pesos yeah. is like way more worth than their their money, the Cuban pesos, in the way that it's the money for tourists. So it's worth the same thing, I think, as the U.S. dollar. So one convertible pesos yeah. is one u.s dollars so it oh, is yeah, pretty like... expensive if you convert it for example with our canadian dollar yeah exactly like for <laughs> i think um for 80 80 i spent there um yeah. i had a, around 50 bucks yeah that's it exactly like mm. 50 uh, convertible pesos like that's really not a lot but then again stuff doesn't cost as much mm. i feel like it well, depends on the services really but something i've witnessed is, is that And I understand them for doing that because um, they have to 
put their people first. But if you go into a shop, for example, that is opened to the um, locals and the tourists, you'll see that there is a price in um, Cuban pesos and convertible pesos, and it's always way more expensive in convertible pesos. It's like literally 10 times the price or more. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never actually been to like, um, I don't know how you could like maybe some type of bazaar, like a marketplace mm -hmm. where people like tourists and citizens actually meet. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, f I feel like, well, I bet you, you did go there. Yeah. yeah. For example, to just, know a lot about that. Yeah. Just in Varadero, like you said, you went there, there are lots of grocery stores and they're opened as much to the tourists as the locals. For example, the locals are, that are working to hotels and stuff. And so yeah. I went there and there's always the, the two prices and it, like, okay. just for example, I'll just put it. Um, yeah. For example, a bag of chips, potato chips mm -hmm. is, yeah. um, pretty much I'd say three convertible pesos which is very expensive it's like six dollars or something uh and yeah. then you've got you've got it in cuban pesos and it's like something like i think uh i don't know how they work but if i remember correctly it was maybe a hundred cuban pesos and that equals to 10 cents or something 20 cents if yeah you so yeah it's uh, like more than 10 times the price yeah well then again like you like like you said uh it's to like protect their people I'd yeah, say. yeah so in that sense, like I understand, but then again, you know, like $6 for a bag of potato chips is still very expensive. It is. Yeah. <laughs> like bring your own snacks. You're better I mean, off stuff bring, is hard to get over snacks. there. Yeah. So, you know, true. like they, they, they pay a lot to import it because it's smaller quantities and but, stuff. And probably there's a lot of, of taxes. So what? I don't think that the, sorry, uh, yeah, continue. I didn't want to, continue. I don't think that at the end of the day, like they make 10 times the amount of cash. Uh, like on you, but also for you, it's an inconvenience. And if they were to price the same, you would, you know, it, like you guys said, it would just not be good for their economy mm -hmm. because there's yeah. so, such a huge difference between how much uh, tourists make and how much they make uh, in the uh, media. Yeah, something just to come up with uh, what you just said, Usam, uh, something that I've witnessed over there is that they make most of their products because of the embargo. They don't have access to lots of, for example, foods that are produ produced in the USA and that the USA export all over the globe and that some countries are used to have. Uh, so, for example, when you go there, most products that you see here, they don't have it there because they're from the US. And so um, they make most of their products. But like you said, they have to import lots of other stuff as well. So, yes, of course, they, they have to change the prices for the tourists and the locals. Yeah, it's uh, especially if you travel to uh, developing countries, that's something that's, uh, you know, stuff that's that you see here in Canada uh, over there is way more expensive compared because mm -hmm. the it's basically a novelty a Coca-Cola can or whatever yeah. you know but it's like like I said in Cuba they just don't have it because they they've mm -hmm. got the embargo with the United States so they can't provide that yeah that's awesome also I've uh, uh, I've heard that if you go uh, what's it called when you're shopping there you they, they sometimes they even go ahead and hire the like change the prices more depending on how rich you look too as a tourist, I've, I've I... seen that in documentaries. You haven't seen it, at least. Yeah, I haven't witnessed it, but I've heard some countries do that, but I've never seen it in Cuba. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe. Maybe smaller shops that don't have the uh, the the currency that the tourists use. Like when they see you, they just come up with something, you know. Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, actually, um, like maybe like inside the resorts, you actually have some little stands that I think sellers come like sell bracelets. 
uh, stuff like that, you know, like uh, maybe T-shirts or, or stuff like that. And like there's no clear price announced. They, you always have to ask the person. What? You always like you always have like to ask the person like oh what price is this so they can tell you anything they want. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, one thing I want to come up with, um, and I think it's kind of linked with what we just talked about uh, the price and stuff. Maybe some local shops and local shop owners might do that to get more money out of the tourists, and that's understandable because once again, like you said, they don't make much money and they want to make lots of money with the tourists and that is understandable holy but exactly yeah. and and at the end of the day like the amount that they charge you is that worse than inconvenience compared to them mm. th that's like a life-changing amount okay yeah but um what i want to say and i'm going to bring it up when it's going to be my turn to to talk about my thoughts on the subject um is that in cuba well i'm going to say it right now in cuba is that uh, there's a law to protect the tourists because like i said earlier the first part of their economy what makes most of their economy is tourism That's how they make, they make money. That's how they sustain their economy. And so there is a law against uh, hurting the tourists or uh, taking advantage of the tourists. So, uh, like, of course, they want to get all your money that you have saved for your travel, but they don't want to go make you go bankrupt. So they won't ask. People can't charge you, overcharge you, you know, you understand? They can scam you. They can scam you. Yes, of course, like anywhere. But uh, like I said, there's a law that prevents anybody from uh, hurting the tourists or anything. So I, yeah, I feel like you're kind again, of safe there. Because if you hurt the tourist or you make him feel like he's lost too much money for what he got, he won't come back. Exactly. And maybe he'll spread... Like that's a bad strategy. Yeah, maybe he'll spread the word and tell that to other people that will... And yeah. then Cuba will get a bad reputation and such. Like, just leave reviews on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And that's as simple as that. And like thousands of people are going to see it and just like, ah, oh, yeah, let's not go there this like this uh, winter for vacation. Mm -hmm. so, From what I heard, like Cuba has a pretty good reputation. So they're doing like they, they they're having it under control, right? Yeah, 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 they do. yeah, they do. Yeah, it's fine. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to visit. The mm -hmm. But it is kind of weird sometimes when, for example, at the airport, there's a lot of checkups that they do that they don't do in other countries. For example, just when you go to the US or Mexico or any other country because it's a communist country. So they, for example, they put a camera in front of you and they ask you questions before you enter and you have to answer yeah. them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of mm -hmm. very weird. And you're like, okay, but I mean. Well, I think, isn't the camera like to take a picture or something? It's yeah, really they, they take film. a picture of you. No, they take a picture of you and then they check with your passport, I think, just to see if yeah. the, the face matches and stuff. But they ask yeah, you lots of questions and yeah. It's very strict. There's a lot of security in like, a, not a secluded, but it's a pretty small airport actually. Yeah. And then like you see everyone with uh, security. It's, uh, well, it's like, it's very controlled, I'd say. Mm -hmm. It is. Going in and going out is very watched carefully. It is. Yeah. Right. So, Usam, do you have any pros and cons for the country, even if you haven't been there or no? Or... Sure. Uh, I would go ahead and say that the pros is that it's a new culture and especially seeing how a modern co a communist country would work works is something that I would be interested in and mm -hmm. wanting to see. But one of the main cons for me would the, be the fact that Internet access is super, super spotty and uh, inexistent, you know? Yeah. Pretty much. That would be my biggest, uh, you know, deal breaker. Mm, I see. 
Well, it is uh, one thing I want to say about the internet. It is existent, like you said, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You, you On can... top of being not everywhere and super mm -hmm. hard. But it's kind of not that expensive. For example, in most hotels, I'd say 90%, 99%, even 99% of hotels, you can get a, a not a bad Wi-Fi, but a, you know, a medium quality Wi-Fi. Not, not very quick. It's kind of low. For example, if you try to load a YouTube video, it's going to take a bit more time than it takes here. But you're still going to be able to load it. It's in most hotels, one peso for one hour which equals to for example two dollars which is kind of okay yeah i totally get that but we're mm -hmm. so uh, spoiled here with like internet everywhere super fast yeah, exactly i understand you great so uh it's my turn for my thoughts on the country is it yep especially because you've been there so you ha must have a lot of say yes buddy so uh dear audience i've been to cuba not a while ago kind of like uh recently Um, just like Eli, I've been three months ago in December, four months ago, five months ago. What, what month are we now? May? Yeah. So May. Yes, five sir. months ago. Five oh, months. it's, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been much more long than what I thought, uh, a while. Uh, so I've been there in December and I had a blast. It was great. I went alone. It was my first travel alone. I wanted to experience something on my own and live uh, a dream that I've had for long and start my Uh, the real purpose of my YouTube channel, which I think to be a travel channel, travel vlog. So I did a series of vlog, a series of vlog, three vlogs in Cuba that are, I think, pretty good, very good. And you should definitely go watch them on the, on the Adventures channel. Um, in this vlog, I went to Varadero. So like Eli and I discussed, um, you can go see Varadero by yourself on the channel. So um, what I did in Cuba, I did loads of activities. I went to the beach because like you said, Eli, earlier, the beaches are beautiful. And especially yes. in Varadero, it's actually, I think, one of the longest beaches in the world. It's something like 12 or 13 kilometers of white sand beaches, and it is just beautiful. Um, yeah. Also, I went to do some free diving with fishes, which was great. Uh, it's also on the video. You should definitely go watch it. Then I went to some, um, they call it grotas, I think, in, in Spanish. So there's their caves, basically. And it's caves where uh, the Aboriginal people lived and where uh, some people hid during the war, I think, and stuff. It was really nice. It was uh, historic and beautiful. So I really liked that. Um, it was actually a national park as well, if I'm not mistaken. And so, uh, yeah, I went to walk there and the nature was uh, very cool. Um, yep. And for the pros and cons of this great country that is Cuba... The pros of the country is that, like I said earlier, there is a law uh, to protect the tourists. And so everywhere in the country is 100% safe. Um, I did feel... Oh, yeah, I have, I have a story to tell you, actually, guys, if you want to hear it. Um, at yes, one point sure. in my travel, actually, when I just arrived at destination, I arrived at Cuba in Cuba at probably 9 p.m., And then uh, when I got to my hotel, it was like 10 p.m. and I was exhausted and hungry. I was really, really hungry. And yeah. um, I thought that there was no food in my hotel. There was, but I didn't know where it was. So I asked the, the guy at the entrance, the guy at the lobby, I asked him if he knew if there was a restaurant nearby. So he told me, yes, wait up. I'm going to go fetch a guy and he's going to show you where it is. So he went to get the security guy from the hotel and told him like to to walk with me to walk me to the the restaurant basically but the hotel was kind of secluded in a <laughs> uh a place like you know a little sketchy place with um houses uh, and stuff so okay. we, we walked a bit in, shady yeah a bit shady so we walked in okay. uh, 
in streets and uh, yeah, tiny streets. And I, I felt kind of uncomfort uncomfortable because I was alone with him. And then he, he just asked me, uh, hey, do you have some money on you? And I was like, uh, I was like hesitating to say yes or no. Because, you know, I was in a sketch street with a Cuban guy that I didn't know at 10.30 p.m. And I was... He had a lot of leverage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Had... And I didn't know. Yeah, so I was just like kind of hesitating. And then I, I told him, well, I've got enough money to go eat. And so he said like, okay, good, great. And finally, we got there. It was a nice restaurant, a bit overpriced. Uh, it was a chic restaurant for... Um, but it was good. It was very good. And it but when you say overpriced, was it like 50 bucks or like... Uh, I it was for example twenty convertible pesos, which goes to thirty five dollars. So it's kind of very pricey for the oh, standards yeah, of really. Cuba. That's for a whole meal. But that's for a meal, yeah. But then again, there weren't like any uh, fast food stuff open or restaurants on the resort. There was, but I didn't know at the time because it was my first uh, night, and the guy didn't tell me. It was just like, yes, there's a restaurant nearby. Okay, Probably it was one of his buddy's restaurant weird. or something. Yeah, that's what he he told me, I think. But uh Oh okay. So okay, okay. Yeah. Because so, like when you work at a resort, I feel like you should say, Oh yeah, there's a restaurant like uh you go straight and then turn right, there's gonna be one open right there. Mm -hmm. Like you don't take the tourist out of the resort. Mm -hmm. But I, on I think purpose. I think he didn't he didn't understand that i meant just something to eat i because I, I asked him i want something to eat but he said oh a restaurant yes there's one uh, outside so okay yeah. but whatever <laughs> speaking of that like how's the uh, how's the like language barrier over there like, if you speak english can you get away <clears throat> with it if you speak english you can get away with it even if you speak french because there's a lot of Quebec yeah. tourists they they speak french they literally speak as good french as immigrants in Quebec like you know they, they literally speak French it's not even a joke and they speak English yeah. as well um but that's mainly in the resorts if you go out of the res of the resorts and shops and stuff they don't even speak uh maybe some yeah. words but yeah sure that's yeah. awesome that's what I wanted to know it's great yeah. but people that work in the resorts are spot on they're they're great they speak Usually they speak English, French, Spanish, and Russian because there's so much Russian tourists as well. So they're like quadrilingual. They're awesome. They're they're friendly and they're they're perfect. Uh, yeah, they're really nice. Mm -hmm, they are. Uh, so for the pros, that's it. Uh, the tourists, you don't have any danger uh, wherever you go in the country. Also, um, I haven't been to Havana, but since we're talking about the whole country of Cuba, I will make a little uh, parenthesis on the subject. Havana is one of the beautifulest cities that I've seen on pictures and that some of my friends that went there told me. It's just its infrastructures, the, the you know, the... Architecture. Architecture. The architecture is pretty because it dates from so far back. It's, uh, like I said in the introduction, it was founded in 1492 so it's uh, uh it's a pretty old country for the americas and yeah so if you go to cuba you should definitely take a car and go to havana to visit a little and i know that in most resorts wherever you are on the island usually there's um there are some activities that you can do like take a bus and go to havana for one day and it's usually not that pricey it goes for 50 bucks which is kind of worth it i'd say does it come with like food or something or just to go there and visit it? I don't think so. It's just to take the okay. bus and have a tour, uh, a tour guide that shows you around. Tour. But it would be worth it in my opinion. Uh, Eli, you've never been there, but have you heard of it too? Uh, yeah, my mom went there actually. I Once or twice and like really, sh she really loved it mm -hmm. because it's 
it's not what you're used to actually because you're always like if you always went to cuba for resorts or such and then you go to havana it's like a big capital yeah and it's it's just like a normal city actually and it's like very uh buzzing there mm. there's a lot of people and a lot of activities and you can just roam around and go to different shops or such mm-hmm. and uh, i've heard it's really fun actually yeah i've heard that too nice so well, maybe someday i'll go there yeah what's but so I, special I about I, havana uh, um, I there's don't a song exactly on remember havana. but then it, <laughs> yeah what a great song um <laughs> no but, uh, but like is it like the is it it's the capital right yes it is it's the capital of cuba right is it pretty big like uh, i have no context whatsoever. i think so i think it's pretty big i i feel like it may be the same size as quebec city yeah probably probably the same thing uh i've heard it's a bit more pricey there though it, yeah it might I, be i mean it's the capital cost, cost a, yeah exactly well things cost a little bit more so if you prepare like if you think about going there think about carrying a little bit more cash uh with you um but then again i think like my mom told me all the activities like she done there but Honestly, it's been like three years and I don't remember. <laughs> but, but then again, uh, she told me she had a lot of fun. So nice, I'll just rely on that for now. Nice. Uh, so yeah, great. Thanks, Eli. Um, that's it for my pros on the country there. Uh, so lots of pros, great country. But because it is kind of a different country in its culture and its in its uh, political uh, government in the sense that it's a communist country, there is a lot of cons as well. Um, one of the first con I would have to say is that people, and you mentioned it earlier, Eli or Usam or one of you two guys, is that the people there actually, because they don't make a lot of money, they always and always look upon you to give them tip. If you don't give tip to the people, yeah. they will be so snob with you. And so, uh, yeah, so people at the resort are awesome, but as long as you give them tip. And when I say tip, yeah. they usually <laughs> want you to give them one convertible pesos. Because for them, at the end of the day, it's like a hundred bucks. I, maybe I'm exaggerating a little, and maybe some of you Cubans listeners will go like, no, no, no. But, you know, it's a lot of money for them. So Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it really is. And that's a it's shame. It's really, like, much appreciated. It's not just much ap- appreciated. It is necessary in needed. the sense that... Yeah, it's needed. Yeah. Because it, they it, got like big families to feed and stuff, and they don't get paid a lot actually at their job. But so I, I think it's even more than that, Eli, uh, or less than that. I'd say I think it's just greedy. I think it's just because people want to make money to buy some stuff, and I say that of experience because I've had, uh, like you guys know, a Cuban girlfriend, and her mom worked in a Cuban hotel, and she told me that people because uh, yeah, I just want to make uh, bring that up because I I heard you Eli talk about that earlier. People are not poor in Cuba. People are don't have lots of money, but they don't uh, they don't they're not missing anything. They have food, they have a shelter, and that is because the country is communist and it is yeah. a working one of the only country communist country in the world that is well working in the in the way that the government gives to everyone a shelter, so a house or a shelter, a place to live, gives to everyone food, where whereas you have a job or not and um, education. So everyone has everything they need and that's why they don't make a lot of money because the government is uh, paying for most of the things you need to live. And this is why people in the resort are so greedy for money because they don't get any money or not much money from their job. So they want to have some tip to pay themselves some extra things. And that's, uh, that's a shame because that 
makes it a bit more a bit less appealing i'd say to just give away money for people that don't really need it actually okay but it, yeah I it, from, from what you said nobody needs it. it well you know it's that the government gives money for you mm. to live but to to like to live to have food to have a shelter but people can't buy you know xbox or switches or stuff they want to do a sport or so that extra money provides for a better life or more uh, how can they say that uh, mm -hmm. more cons more consummation more consume consuming on products well, that are not necessary but that help you have a better life if i can say so you understand yeah well yeah, the guide we the guide i had on the way back on the mm -hmm. bus um he actually told us that he like people don't consume a lot because they buy one pair of shoe every year like you you like maybe at the beginning of the year you buy one pair and mm. then you wear it out wear it wear it out to the max and then you buy another one well i do that too like <laughs> well yeah but then again like yeah. it's the same like they don't have they don't have multiple pair of shoes mm -hmm, i see you understand mm, yeah, yeah so well it, it all depends actually maybe mm. it's not all greed um people have like families to feed it all depends like on the mm. the context but at the end of the day i think Eden has a point in the fact that the government does provide a lot mm. and yeah. there are greedy people maybe he you just went with you you found all of them maybe yeah, i maybe. don't i don't want uh, yeah let's stay objective mm -hmm. in the sense that not everyone is greedy but yeah the people the government provides for mo all the things you need to live but to have yeah. like i said more fun if i can say so more buy more stuff that you don't that are not necessary but that you would like to have you need a bit more money and that's why people in the resorts are a bit more greedy and from yeah. what you guys said mm -hmm. uh, like they do give a good service they do yeah, as sure. long as you provide so tips. as long as they expect like they you know what i mean like if they know that you will give they will give good service yes in my opinion if the service is good and that you know especially because the amount that we're talking about are like you know one peso one uh, convertible pesos you know less than 15 bucks you know it's for me i think it's worth it i wouldn't take it personally like other greedy or something but that's my point of view okay but Especially i just want to put you yeah i just want to put you in context real quick with because maybe mm -hmm. we didn't uh, explain that properly but most of the resorts in cuba are um how they work is that they have bars in uh, mm -hmm. different places in the hotel where you can order drinks uh, it can be alcoholic drinks or just juice or stuff but yeah you need mm -hmm. those bars to have water because water in wonderful tap water is not drinkable you can't drink that you're going to be sick so you have to go at many times during the day one two or three times or more depending of how thirsty you are or how, how hungry mm -hmm. you are you have to go there and ask them for a drink and each time you ask them for a drink you have to give them a tip so that's why it is a bit frustrating because you have to go at least you know three times to get water in a day or get drinks to drink something so that's three pesos already and I have to tell you that you go way more often if you drink alcohol. You go like, because it's it's um, unlimited. Double the times, yeah. Yeah, it's unlimited. So I went maybe 10 times a day and I had to give 10 bucks a day and that was very exhausting. Sure, I, I totally get that. But from my point of view, I mean, I haven't, I haven't lived it. Mm -hmm. But from what you guys said, they do give you in exchange. You know, they're nice. They, they don't take you for granted as long as you pay up. Yes, they are. Which is, I mean, especially like I said, the amount that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And like you guys said, that small amount for me gives them so much for to them. I, I I don't think that I would feel the same way that you did. But that's my point of view. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're discussing. I understand. Yeah. 
Cool. Uh, well, yeah, so that's one of my cons. Another con I would give... Um, I had another one, but I don't quite remember. Free. Uh, let's jump over it because yeah, we, so that, that sums, that sums it up for my cons. Um, next, what about, oh, actually my next con was about food. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go right ahead. Uh, another yeah. con, and we're going to talk further into it with Eli in a few seconds or minutes. Uh, my next con is food and follow me well. Cuba has great recipes, great food, great cultural foods, but it's hotels, uh, the cheap hotels even more, and uh, the resorts, the all-inclusive resorts even more, have yeah. disgusting foods because they leave the food, the same food in the buffet for lots of times, lots of days, and they don't take, I, I wouldn't say good ingredients, but they're I think they're used because it's a communist country and they have to provide for so much people with so so not much money that they are used to have bad quality food or lesser quality food that we than we are than we are used to. So that makes the food very cheap. I not cheap, but yeah, a bit cheap I'd say because you know it's for vegetables you'll have canned vegetables that usually we don't eat that much here or that we eat but that we know is cheap food and stuff like that. And I found it very hard to get just into, just used to it into a week because on a whole week I'll ha I had to eat at the buffet and it was always that same food. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. But compared to the uh, good restaurant that you went, was that the food there good? I only ate a soup there because it was so expensive, but yeah, the food was good. But yeah, if you go to a restaurant, I'd say the food is better, but it's still because of the ingredients, uh, when you know when you go to a restaurant and when or when you eat food or anything, it comes from the ingredients at first. That's no, the first I, I totally part of get it. that. Yeah, and so the ingredients there are of lesser quality because I feel like they have less. But I would like rather to point out to the listeners that when you went to Cuba, you were pretty, uh, on, you were you were on a low budget. Like that was the the plan of the video was that to show that you could go somewhere for such a small amount. Yeah, but well. So you. you you didn't, uh, I would assume that you did not like go to, you would prioritize what was cheaper. Uh, yeah, but I did go to, I did go to three restaurants that were okay, that were not that cheap. And it was, it was better, like I said, but it was not the mm -hmm. best restaurant. It was like a low, a low quality restaurant here. For example, mm -hmm. a fast food. It was the equivalent of a fast food, I'd say. Sure, sure. That's awesome. I would just wanted to, you know, give that. Uh, mm -hmm. point of view so mm -hmm. better context because like you said there's they have amazing uh, recipes that are native to cuba mm. yeah and i totally get the fact that they might have used lower quality and especially because maybe and i don't know they don't have as strict requirements for restaurants over there oh maybe too yeah that makes sense. so right. over here in canada we're we're pretty uh spoiled as again uh you could get in serious trouble as a restaurant owner by having, by using low quality food, by keeping stuff too long. Maybe they don't have that there and that would make a difference. Maybe, probably. Yeah, it's possible. Yes, um, so, so that's just like to follow cons. up. Yeah, so go go ahead, Eli. It's your turn for I the I can food. follow up on uh, food. Uh, yeah, so to add to that, like, like Usam said, there are some great traditional Cuban recipes. Um, and like to talk a bit about uh, a bit more about that. Um, I believe that most of them make use the most of like chicken, rice, and black beans. Like mm -hmm. that's what I've seen every time I went like uh, either to a, a restaurant or the buffet uh, in the like cu traditional Cuban food uh, section. Um, like in resorts buffets, you'll see a lot of meals prepared with these ingredients as they're 
pretty much easy to get and very nutritious at the same time. Um, but then again, like to add to what you're saying about the food being like pretty below average, let's say, mm. um, you went in December and I went in February. Um, and people told me that, right, like uh, ever it's been like a year and they have a lot of difficulties bringing in, bringing in some good ingredients from the outside so they kind of have to manage everything by themselves which makes the food a bit sketchy i guess um because when the last time i went to cuba actually i was 13 years old and i remember the food being like just fine and every Good. time i went before that it was just fine too so maybe it's just like a problem right now well i've um, heard of a problem actually do you want to know the, the source what it is sure they have a to. they have a snail invasion an african snail invasion in the um fields. in the fields uh the, yeah the this year i think and since two or three years and so these snails um eat all the crops they eat everything so people lose okay. lots of crops and lots of stuff so it's very hard for them to provide with food with good food okay i understand mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so like to to what I've looked to and to what I've seen, uh, like they can make in buffets pretty much any kind of uh, of meal. Uh, there are restaurants on resort uh, that are like Italian, Mexican, Asian, mm. things like that. Uh, they can make everything on the resort. Uh, but then again, like the tr traditional Cuban food mostly uses chicken, rice, and black beans from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Usam... Like, do you have anything to say about the food? Yes, I do. I have not felt. Uh, I have not been to Cuba, like I said. But yeah. I would like to introduce our weekly segment that that never changes its name. Always the same thing. We're pretty diligent about it, and it is called "Caring is Sharing." My ice cream is yours. Please <laughs> lick it. Uh, and yes, today we're going to talk about the Cuban ice cream crisis. Cuban Or ice cream, yeah. <laughs> the Cuban ice cream, right? The, the, sorry, the Cuban ice cream uh, situation, and I would, I'll just leave you guys at it because I have not licked that. Alrighty, Eli, have you tried the yes, Cuban sir. ice cream? Um, yes, I, I, yes, I have actually. Um, and the, for the first time when I went uh, back in three months ago, um, it was not bad but not great either was it like that kind of uh, hard ice cream that we find in the grocery stores and uh, no i i don't know I, it felt like a sorbet actually oh really it, it tasted a bit like a sorbet well the taste was the worst part but the texture <laughs> was fine the texture was fine uh Whoa. the texture yeah it was more like a sorbet but then again because of the heat it melts so fucking quick Yeah, and it it just becomes like a milkshake in two minutes or something. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to eat it fast. Uh, the taste was like meh. I guess it's fine, but what then again, was I it? understand. Was it strawberry? Was it uh, mango? Or, uh, or was it... I think it was raspberry. Raspberry? Oh, raspberry or strawberry. Mm. Um, but then again, I understand. Like it's not super good because in Cuba you have to know something. Like don't drink the fucking milk. The milk is fucking. <laughs> disgusting yeah well if you're <laughs> not used to it it's mm. hot no especially it's compared to Ke quebec milk quebec milk is the best quebec it's milk room temperature because yeah. we've it's got like you, like you said you some with the restaurant we've got so much so much regulations here even with the milk so that makes exactly mm -hmm. just u.s milk compared to quebec milk is another word compared to ontario milk quebec milk is the best ever yeah I see. for real yes i've never tried 
what's the difference? It, it, they water it down way too much anywhere else. Okay. Anywhere else in the world, they water down milk way more. Just by tasting it anywhere else in the world, you will feel that it's more watery. Oh, really? And has okay. less taste everywhere else. Oh. Quebec has, like, they, they have super high standards and you really feel the lactic taste of it. Oh, okay. That's, that's weird. It, it's, Quebec has milk that's millions of years ahead from anywhere else in the world. Wow. Even France, really? even anything. See, Sam, you found your pros of Quebec, even if you've got lots of cons. <laughs> oh, I, I love Quebec. It's a beautiful country. Nice. And Country? Uh, you, did you just say country? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, my yes. Oh, my Vive le oh, Québec libre. Yes. We you, can, you cannot imagine how much I am disappointing myself right now. Wow. You cannot imagine. Oh, my goodness. I have that on oh. tape. I have Usam saying oh, le Québec no. is a pays. <laughs> Oh, and also i wanted to ask how are the ice cream cones in uh, cuba are they the, the shitty paper oh, thingies oh, you, like the... you fucking you fucking think they give us ice cream yeah cones, right? <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> you think they have ice cream cones no you dude. believe <laughs> we're talking like we're talking like such uh white kids that had everything in their childhood and <laughs> that are spoiled you know bold yeah. of you to assume they give us ice cream cones so you mean they don't like, <laughs> like the, you know the, the shitty bold. ones that it's aren't even bold. eatable like no they, they say they're eatable but they're not nope. no no they give you oh. like a glass bowl to yeah eat that. exactly and then yeah. you give it back yeah uh yeah you give it back okay. then or you steal it and, and bring it back wow, again. so <laughs> you, you said you had a pretty cool story about ice cream yes i did uh so in my hotel i stayed most of the time in my hotel not i i, I didn't stay there but i ate most most of the time there like i would eat there and i would go out after that uh so in the buffet one day or two days i think there was ice cream but it was your average ice cream from what we get here at the grocery store so hard ice cream we had vanilla and chocolate but there was so much syrup like kinds of syrup that you could take and put on your ice cream and it was all weird tastes that we don't have here for example i took the mint one which was a it was so chemical it was clearly um chemical it was so green flash green uh, translucent green like what you see like what plutonium looks like in cartoons you know <laughs> oh yeah mm -hmm. okay. and it tasted like that sweet 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 um super, super artificial yeah super artificial mint flavor and yeah but it was quite good um so i had this one i had also the uh, what was it pineapple flavor which was a bright yellow and was really sweet as well but uh yeah that was kind of weird and uh, special but not that bad uh therefore i want to go forward on um the food section actually are we are we done with ice cream i think so yeah we have to just give it a cone out sure. of five a cone out of five i'd give it a uh, 1.5 cones out of five what about uh, you eli sadly uh i really don't know i feel like i'm gonna I'm gonna give it a cone. A single cone? Yeah, it's really, it's really not something to be proud of. Mm. I'll like go that. ahead uh, and go with you guys. A single cone out of five. Cuba, you are now the worst ice cream on this show. Oh no, Cuba is the worst. Oh, you lost, poor Cuba. Oh no, <sighs> Boston has been beaten. Boston oh, has yes. been beaten. Oh my God. You no. didn't even drop it on this time. <laughs> no, I didn't drop it, but it should have been God. dropped. It was bad from the from the, from the start. Yeah. It should have been You dropped. should have intentionally <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is disgusting. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead on the food mm -hmm. part. Um, yeah, like Eli said and like I said earlier, the food I think is pretty bad in Cuba and I don't want to be 
Um, I don't want to be that, you know, but it's, it's okay, but the ingredients are quite bad and I under, I understand why. And that's why it's, uh, yeah, it's understandable, but what I really liked about the food, the only thing I, in fact, I like the two only things I liked, no, three only things I liked, uh, is the alcohol, the coffee and the fruits. And I want to highlight the fruits. The fruits are awesome because they have this tropical climate and they can grow any tropical fruits and they are so good. I had uh, papaya. Have you guys ever had papaya before? Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. It is really it juicy and like it's not that sweet, but it's oh, it's so good, so juicy. It's awesome. It's my favorite fruit fruit now actually. Uh, I've oh. had also what do they call it? Um, it's small. It's green. A tropical fruit that we can't get here. Kiwi? No, um, gua oh, guayaba, guayaba, guava, guava. I think. Yeah, uh, we call it guayaba in French. So it's pink inside and it's very sweet. It's very good. Uh, yes, I've had lots of those fruits and they were awesome. What about you? Have you tried? Have you tried like some of the fruits that you get here, but fresh? Yes, I did. I did with pineapple, and I found that the pineapple, on the other hand, was very bad. It was it was white inside. It wasn't even yellow. It wasn't juicy. It was very dry and white, and not that sweet. But I, was it was it smaller than the ones we have. Yes, it was, and it was it was the only fruit that was bad. Actually, that's maybe it wasn't ripe. That's probably it. Maybe, but they were they were all like this. I tried it on many different days, and it was always like this. Maybe it wasn't the season of the pineapple. I don't know, but yeah. Mm -hmm. They just don't care about you. They just give you like unripe fucking pineapples. <laughs> like just eat that. <laughs> just the other eat fruits, them unripe pineapple. The other fruits were awesome, and yeah, the coffee I had, the espressos were oh man, so good. Oh yeah, the Way... coffees, the the coffees, the, the coffees coffee. are really good there. <laughs> And the rum as well, right? The rum was awesome. Yeah, it's well, like the Cuban it's rum and... specialty, so yeah, you mm -hmm. expect you expect it to mm -hmm. be good. At least you've got um, good, uh, you know, the the essentials: good fruit, good alcohol, and good coffee. Yes, that's uh, that's the that's you can live off that for a while. Yeah, boy. Um, so when I went, actually, um, like you said, uh, there was guava, papaya, mm -hmm. but. There was really not much choice, like, um, for fruits. Like, talking about fruits, there were really not a lot of choice. Um, okay. They were, like, you know, like, uh, those cherries that are, like, um, marinated, mm -hmm. pretty much candy-like? Yeah. There were a lot of those. And really? for breakfast, I don't necessarily want that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have liked, like, bananas. There weren't a, any. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because they go with Oranges. the season. The seasons. Yeah, no, that, that's what I was going to no say. No blueberries. Because, so, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, like, like we said earlier, it's because of the embargo once again, because more most of the fruits are cultivated in the U.S. or Mexico. And because they don't have the access to those countries, they can't have uh, the fruits all year long that we have here mm -hmm. all year long. So they have... Uh, the seasons for for the fruits and the season we went in Eli was the season of papaya and guava and that's why they were so good. Yeah, well said. But well, uh, papaya, I was not a fan. Really? Because well, the taste is fine, but then again, the ones I got were like a bit too like I don't know how to say it. Um, they didn't look like very fresh. Maybe they weren't oh, actually, but then again, like they were fresh, they were refreshing, the taste was good. But they didn't look like they were really um like some liquid over it. Oh, that I was see. really like a viscous. It was sweating like the, the, the yeah the, yeah. 
Well, maybe yeah, it was really. starting to, to be bad, to go bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it, probably. This, it wasn't fresh. I'm telling you right now. If it's yeah. sweating like that. Yeah. Uh, so that <laughs> I didn't eat a lot. Uh, but then again, there was juice made out of uh, papayas. And yeah. that was really good. I liked having mm -hmm. some uh, each morning. So I, I just want to sum up the situation on fruit for my part. Um, I... I ate, guys, the only things I ate for a week. And it's not even a joke because the meat was weird. It was tasting weird. The, the frioles, which are the black beans, were weird as well. They were they were going bad. I don't know. Everything was tasting weird. Even the, 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 the vegetables, the canned vegetables yeah. were tasting weird. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I, I ate for a week was the chicken soup they were serving. The soups were great. So the soup... Yeah, the soups were good. Mm -hmm, the soups are good. I don't know why, but the soups yeah. are good. So soups, bread, fruits and desserts and alcohol and coffee that's that's it that's all i yeah. ate <laughs> and pastas i had pastas where they were okay do you think that if somebody goes to cuba but like goes to a better resort they would have a better experience when it probably comes to probably in a, okay. in a better um, resort they will take care well, of food i don't know i'd say maybe not because the resort i went to was like a thousand bucks oh really wow so it it was i feel like it was pretty much the same not real well Maybe not the same thing as you, but then again, a lot of similarities. But you did so, have options for other restaurants, right? Like Italian restaurants, Asian restaurants yeah, that were probably better. Were they better than the buffet? Uh, yes. Yes, of okay, course. I see. But that, the portions were really small. Oh, I see. And were you paying for that or it was included? Uh, it was included. It was oh, included. okay. At least. The, the difference yeah. is that we only had the buffet. That's the only thing we had, so yeah. Oh, that was that must have been yeah. awful. But I went oh with one God. of my friend, a French friend, actually. We went twice to a pizzeria, and it costed literally nothing, man. It was one or two dollars for a pizza, a whole pizza. Uh, one or two pesos. Full-grown pizza. Full-grown pizza. Mike Hyle later wow. describes the spider as being the size of a full-grown pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you if you plan on going to Cuba, maybe bring a few extra bucks and go out a little bit more. Go eat out because yeah. the food is going to be a bit better. I'd say we all agree yeah, on that. Yeah, you're you're gonna get tired of eating the same thing like yeah. over and over. Bread so the buffet that never changes. It, it uh, changes a bit, but it's always really... it's always weird food or not yeah. weird but weird tasting food. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in my opinion, like if I would hearing you guys talk, I would just go to a nice place in havana like resort yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I, i'd feel that that would fix most of these problems like, yeah that's yeah probably would. but yeah, the difference uh usam is that if you cost uh, a lot more yeah if you depart from here from for example quebec or toronto ontario uh the thing is that cuba goes in bundles usually so you pay for a bundle like i did it was only 500 bucks which is very cheap very freaking cheap for the flight for the hotel all inclusive so Everything was paid for for 500 bucks. And the difference is that if you go in Havana, your flight, just your flight is going to cost you probably a thousand bucks, like any other destination that is outside mm -hmm. of the of North America. So it spoils your budget right away, right off the bat. So speaking of that, I would like to add like another segment where we talk about the value of a place. Okay. Like, okay. yeah, like you, you said it really well. Like if you're spending a thousand bucks to go somewhere, would you go to Cuba? That, that's my oh, question. It's a good idea. Like, because like you said, Plane tickets are are pretty much that that price now. Mm -hmm. So c compared to this, let's go Japan or whatever. Like, would you go there? That, I that's would. A good I would 
not. <laughs> I would not go to Cuba <laughs> with a thousand bucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's a great country, but it's a great country to go on a cheap vacation if you're in Canada or in North America and you can spend, you know, 600, 700 or even a thousand bucks, but for a whole bundle that includes the flight to go and to come back and the hotel and the food. So I think Cuba yeah. is worth it for that. A cheap, quick vacation to go in the south uh, where it's warm in winter. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like um, I don't I don't even like really want to go to Japan or Asia or s- stuff like that because well not because but then like you know a thousand bucks just go to Japan because there's so much so much more to see so much more culture to understand and live through and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's, it's way more accessible like, too yeah, it's uh, it's a way better deal I feel like as again like the price of living there will change but the simple fact of like thousand bucks plane ticket where would you go i think that's a pretty good uh, yeah that's a good concept metric. It's, it's actually good good metric would you yeah we, we could put that in, uh, in the next episode as well uh mm. yeah it's a good idea some and we could say in that segment if we would go or not go or and why yeah so that's what we just sure. did good so uh, you sam would you go there if you had a thousand bucks to spend or you would go somewhere else like i said the fact that i would pay a thousand bucks to go somewhere where i wouldn't even have internet like eat food that i'm not sure if it will be good or not depending mm. on the quality of the ingredients oh and i, I swear they don't have uh, halal food by the way <laughs> yeah the, uh, also that too mm. uh you know that that would be a lot of ifs for mm. some money that i could put anywhere else you know yeah it wouldn't make sense for me to mm. to go to cuba because of that but like I said, if you're in Canada and you want to spend a cheap vacation where you're going to have loads of fun, it's worth it. That's why Cuba is such a great destination for, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, so great. Uh, so we're done with okay. the food and Alrighty. with the two segments that we do all the time that never change names. <laughs> uh, on to the fun fact. Usam, what is the fun fact of the week? Sure, no problem. As you might have heard, uh, back in the uh, m- mid of uh, the 1960s, there was something called the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And uh, towards the end, there was something called the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, yeah. And as you might know today, we are talking about Cuba. So there is a direct correlation. And I will now talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis because it was, in my opinion, one of the biggest bruh moments in Mokai. Because, as if you might have not known, this uh, moment was the closest we've ever been to blowing each other up at a uh, worldwide scale. It was pretty epic. So, a quick rundown. Uh, the uh, Soviet tried to uh, make a, uh, a coup in uh, Cuba. It didn't work, so they sent them some missiles. The U.S. totally realized it. They were super pissed, made a big blockade. There were some submarines uh nuclear submarines uh soviet ones and they found them and yeah it was such a tense situation uh and that's pretty much what's uh made the relationship between canada between the us and cuba even worse Mm -hmm. the fact that they they were kind of planning to bomb the shit out of the us so yeah so just to yeah. put things in perspective, like the president at the time was John F. Kennedy, maybe like one of the most pacifists of mm-hmm. the U.S. presidents there were, there ever was, and he was really like he was really ready to blow their fucking face off. So you really understand like how bad the situation had gotten mm-hmm. because I feel like the U.S. didn't really help their case because I think. A good amount of times, like maybe two, three, they tried to do like insertions inside Cuba 
to go take control of the place and uh that really that really did not help like uh the the negotiation exactly and that's yeah if you're from the US or anything that's a huge part of the story of Cuba and that's why i'm including it in the fun facts because the implication of cuba as a uh, communist state in north america is something that's unique and really noteworthy yes it is nice and i'm done <laughs> nice well thanks yeah. so i think this will sum it up for the podcast we've got a one hour episode uh, right now well i'm going to cut most of it but anyways uh great so that sums it up for the podcast You guys, what are the reasons why you would suggest the people to go to Cuba or not to go to Cuba? To sum it up. Okay. So, uh, Usam, go ahead. Sure. Sure. If uh, if I visited like all of my all the countries in my bucket list and had less than a thousand dollar burning a hole in, inside my uh, pocket, <laughs> I would totally go visit to Cuba because I it's cheaper than my home country, but pretty much the same temperature but way more humid and i would discover something new yeah good cool yeah um for my part i'd say cuba is a great place to visit for a winter vacation for its warm weather and gorgeous sights and bring your own snacks <laughs> nice would my... they let you keep them no uh, yeah yeah well <laughs> yeah put them in your uh, in your luggage like not in your backpack but yeah mm-hmm. if if you have them uh, inside your uh, What's the word? Luggage. Well, yeah, that you luggage. Keep in the, then, in the airplane. Yeah, exactly. In the in the cargo airplane. Oh, the cargo airplane. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> But yeah, the luggage. The big luggage. The <laughs> big luggage. The big luggage. Great. Uh, yeah, just put the snacks in there and then you can keep them however you want. Awesome. What about the other point you wanted to say? I cut, I cut out somewhere. Uh, no, I was done. <laughs> Great. Great. All right. So thanks, guys. To sum it up on my part, I'd suggest the viewers, the viewers, the, my God, everyone is is done for today. Uh, the audience that I would suggest the audience to go to Cuba because of its weather, because of despite the fact that the food is kind of um, uh, not the best, the fruits are awesome. And if you like to get a little drink on the side of the beach for um, not that much money, well, Cuba is definitely worth it for you because you can have as much drinks as you want on a beautiful beach all day long for a week for 500 bucks. So it is really worth it on my part for that. And if you want to experience a communist lifestyle that you can't see anywhere else in the world well go to cuba it is worth it for what it is well that's it for today ladies and gentlemen we will be traveling with you once again next week so stay tuned but for now we wish you a good week and let's see you on the next adventure ciao bye-bye see you guys see you next time and uh (laughs) and once again (laughs) once again before we close it up uh we have an email address that is adventures podcast at gmail uh, no wait is it adventures cast or adventures podcast adventures. you did it it's adventures cast at gmail.com send us your questions comments and the stuff you want us to talk about in their destinations even if you want us to talk about destinations so we will probably answer your questions if you do all right see you boys ciao ciao, ciao.